Hi there, it's Caroline Foran from Owning It, the Anxiety Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please do follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. The sooner we all get on board with these measures, the sooner we will be all together again. While you're staying at home, here's a recommendation for another great podcast for you to listen to. I think we need a bit of comic relief more than ever, so why not try the Two Johnnies podcast, available on the Acast app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Mirror Football Daily World Cup podcast in association with Bet Bright. I'm Matt Lawless. We still haven't found Aaron Flanagan, but hopefully he'll be back tomorrow. But I'm joined by two esteemed colleagues. It's Martin Domin and James Whalen. Thanks for joining me, fellas. How are you? Very well. Very well, thanks. Well, look, let's start with, with the real talking point from last night's action, VAR. What is it good for? I mean... <laughs> Portugal will be saying absolutely nothing, but uh, the Spanish are screaming on their front pages, Viva El Var. I think overall, I mean, this debate is going to rage for the for the next couple of weeks, but overall, I think it's been a success. Last night, I, you know what, I have a bit of sympathy for the referee, to be honest. The poor, He's never had a, a more stressful 90 minutes, and okay, he maybe didn't handle a couple of the incidents too well, but if he's getting told in his ear, you know, it almost seemed every challenge... Every incident, go and check this, go and check this. I just think there's a huge amount of pressure on him to then say, actually, yeah, you're right. The worst one, uh, well, not the worst one, maybe, but even Ronaldo's penalty, he was so decisive that it was not a penalty. And I don't think there were too many arguments. But then he was told, go and check it. And you just thought, he's going to give this. And of course he gave it. And, and Ronaldo missed. He missed the penalty. Well, and he, he, he could have gone level pegging with Harry Kane for the golden boot. But he, he missed, so he's human. He's like Lionel Messi, after all. Yeah, to, to the two greatest players in the world, both missed penalties now at this World Cup. But yeah, just going back onto VAR, I think the problem with it for me is that there's still so much of football um, is subjective. Like, you, you compare it to cricket, for example... Um, if the ball's pitched in line, it's pitched in line. If the ball's hitting the stumps, it's hitting the stumps. That's that's factual. Whereas in football, you know, I just think I think there should be a limit on what we can use VAR to decide. If if a handball is deliberate, isn't conclusive. It's someone's opinion. If there is intent to injure a player, again, it's it's opinion, and that's why nothing's ever going to be conclusive, no matter how many pairs of eyes look at it. So I think for things like um, goals, like goal line technology is fantastic. I think it's it's revolutionised football it's instant we can tell whether the ball's in the net or not it's a goal or it's not a goal same with offside I'm, I'm no issue with using VAR for offside because again you're, you're either onside or you're not there's there's no black and white there's no middle ground um, so I think I, I, I think I think there should be a limit on what it can be used for I think it's worked okay for fouls in the box on the whole there's been a couple of dodgy ones but I think mostly that's worked well but I mean the, the one for me last night was the Ronaldo red card. I mean, how he's got a yellow card from that, I have no idea. It's either nothing or it's red. He's elbowed him in the face. If you think there's no intent there, fine. Do you Don't think if it was another player in this world, apart from Ronaldo, would he have been sent off? Yeah, potentially. It's a good point. I mean, not not only would, obviously, Ronaldo have been banned for two games, but it could have even knocked Portugal out. And then, you know, the, the comeback on that referee would have been incredible. But I just think, in his situation there, if he's not going to send him off, he should just give nothing. Yeah. Because by giving a yellow card for elbowing someone in the face, it's not it's not a thing. It's mm. red. 
if, you, well, if, if, if there's intent, it's red. I mean, it's been an incredible World Cup. The drama it's provided VAR. I mean, last night was, was sensational. It was better than EastEnders that followed. <laughs> but um, what I will say is that going into this tournament, we were all fearful about you know violence and hooligans, and actually, it's VAR that's yeah. caused the real. Uh, panic stations during this World Cup so far. No, it has, I think, as James mentioned, if if Ronaldo had been sent off and Portugal had gone out, this would have been a whole other ball game. And if Iran had, Iran really should have won that game, they should have scored uh, at the death. And I think that would have caused so many problems. I, it wouldn't even surprise me if if Portugal had had taken it to court. You know, I say <laughs> yeah. that in all seriousness. They no, could have woken up this right. morning and well, said, you know, we've, we're out of the competition because you know of this technology. It, it wouldn't have shocked me. So I think. Sometimes I think maybe we are just one instant away from a real controversy. Right now, there's no real arguments that's been important. But, but on the flip side to that, VAR worked in the Spain-Morocco game, mm-hmm. where Isco's, uh, sorry, Aspas, who scored the equaliser, the ex-Liverpool player, um, he was onside, and VAR showed that correctly. And yeah. Spain now go through as Group A, uh, Group B winners, and they face Russia, which is a, an easier draw, you would say, in the last 16. Portugal now face Uruguay yeah. in, in what... Throws up so many interesting battles with, you know, Pepe, Luis Suarez and, well, you know, you talk about, Godin, Ronaldo. You talk about VAR, I think that's a, a perfect storm, isn't it? Uruguay against Portugal. I think they're two very similar teams. Um, I think Portugal are the European Uruguay and vice versa. I think <laughs> yeah. the way they both play and, you know, that, that battle between Pepe and Suarez, especially they're two players who play on the edge. They will do everything in their power either side of the line to, to get the result they want. We've seen Pepe's antics in the past. We've seen Suarez handballing on the line. We've seen him sinking his teeth into other players. You know, these, these, are, these are two players that, that could throw up a lot of these VAR It's a box office game, isn't it? Feel, yeah. But, you know, just, just going back to the, um, the Aspas goal again, that, that, I think that's a perfect example of VAR because it's, it's on a decision which is, which is conclusive. Yeah. And I, as I say, I think that's what it should be used for. I think it's quite funny that the... When VAR was introduced, one of the main arguments against it was that um, there'd be nothing to debate anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, it'd get rid of those conversations in the pub. What did they know? It's, nothing. It's gone. It's gone completely the other way. So, but one thing I will say is, like, I'm, I'm not fully for VAR, but it certainly hasn't taken away from my enjoyment of the tournament at all. Well, an interesting point somebody made to me about VAR, and it's come from somebody in America. Um, they were talking to me about how if this works successfully in this tournament. Don't be surprised to see it in every competition. I know the Premier League have deferred it for a season. They're still unsure whether it's it's going to be a success or not. But it comes down to commercial aspect of making money from in-play kind of while you're waiting a minute, two minutes. Hang on, you could have a Budweiser advert or whatever yeah. uh, you know, at the bottom of, of, of the screen. So yeah. there's this commercial element to VAR that could really sort of change the game and could bring in even more money. Well, it certainly wouldn't be a surprise. Any opportunity to make money from anything that people are going to take, and I guess I'm no uh, fan of the NFL, but I guess you know it's a similar. Thing there you go, the exactly. Yes, yeah. that was a in point. That sport, so yeah, I mean, obviously we saw it in the FA Cup. It, it definitely feels like it's been better in the World Cup than it ever was in the, in the FA Cup or the yeah. League Cup, maybe last season. That always seemed to be controversial to take too long. I think it's definitely improved. I still feel like it, I feel like football's been experimented on at the World Cup. Which mm. for me is not a good thing, you know. This is this is the absolute pinnacle of the sport. It comes down once every four years. It's it's the biggest thing you can ever win, and you know I don't think VAR's there yet. I think you know, I agree it's been better than it has in domestic competitions, but I still think it needs to be ironed out. It needs to be smoother, 
And until we reach that stage, I probably don't think it should be used on such a stage as the World Cup, personally. I think you're probably right. Um, but there's four games today to look forward to and four games where VAR <laughs> can have a real impact on. But just to recap, going into the last 16, it's Spain and Portugal. And Spain will be playing Russia and Portugal take on Uruguay. Okay, so today, well, this could be one of these stories of the World Cup. Argentina, the great Argentina with Lionel Messi, could be packing their bags this evening. I they mean, play Nigeria. You want to say there's no way they will. You want to say they'll find a way. It's Argentina, it's Messi. But I think that would be underestimating just how much of a mess they're in. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, the reports this week that Sampali was going to be fired, the players were up in arms, then he's staying, but now the players are picking the team. That's ridiculous. You know, you, you can't really say that they could be going into this game, uh, you know, together. Well, look, looking at Group D, they go into this game, bottom of the group. Croatia are through, and they're through comprehensively, six points, and it looks like they're going to rest a hell of a lot of players today. Talk of eight players will be rested against Iceland. Now, Iceland have got a point from that first game against Argentina, and they play Croatia, going to you know rest a lot of players. There could be a massive opportunity here for yeah. Iceland to go through to the last 16 of the World Cup but then again, so could Nigeria, because all they need is a point. It's, so, it's fascinating, this group. Certainly, I think, you know, Argentina, they, they've, they've been the biggest disappointment of the tournament. And I think, you know, before the tournament, we said they were in a bit of turmoil. There was a, a lot of reports of unrest in the camp. Um, the big, you know, there's a big surprise with Mauro Icardi not even been in the squad, despite scoring 30 goals in each of the last two seasons. Apparently, he doesn't get on with Messi. Uh, and then we've we've gone into the tournament. We've seen their performances, how so far they've been. You know, Messi, for me, probably the greatest player to ever kick a ball. Just hasn't has, something hasn't been right with him in in those first two games. And if Argentina are going to get the win this evening, which you know, if you look at those two sides on paper, they should. Uh, Messi's going to have to turn up. They're all going to have to turn up. But Messi in particular, he's the one player that could that could drag them over the line if he if he turns up and puts in a performance like we know he can. Uh, but as you mentioned, a big opportunity for Iceland. Argentina could win tonight and still go out because Croatia, obviously, you know they they're well within their rights to rest players. That they're, they're going to top the group. They've not really got a lot to play for. Absolutely. I mean, we've seen going into this tournament, Argentina had a yeah. It's been it's been a catalogue of disasters. I mean. Manuel Lanzini got ruled out and as Miro Darren Darren Lewis reported yesterday um, Lanzini faces a year on the sidelines with that um, cruciate ligament injury which, which was a huge huge blow for Argentina going to the tournament he's the kind of creative spark that they've lacked in a sense because Messi's trying to do all the workload but let's not forget that Messi was the one who got him to the World Cup mm-hmm. when the chips were down and he delivered so today's bet Bright bundle is Argentina to win and Messi to score from outside the box seven to one and uh, Argentina eight to fifteen for the win, but there could be value here, Waylo, in Nigeria five to one for the victory. Yeah, well, I mean, you wouldn't rule against it, would you? Not not given Argentina's performances so far, but you know, you touched on Messi there getting Argentina through that Ecuador game when they needed to win to go to the World Cup. He scored a hat trick, and I just kind of feel gut feeling is that he's he's going to turn it on tonight and probably get Argentina over the line. But Nigeria, they, they, they looked really good, didn't they, against Iceland? I, I mean, think, they were poor yeah. against Croatia, but perhaps what we didn't 
appreciate at the time was how good Croatia were. But Ahmed Musa, a good player there, and uh, he was excellent. I thought against Iceland, he's nine to one as first goal scorer today. It wouldn't shock me at all if it, if it was a draw. As I say, it's easy to think Argentina will just pull it out of the bag, but I think that would be to, to overestimate possibly how you know that they can overestimate their chances of bringing it back together and also underestimating Nigeria. I wouldn't surprise me at all if that was a draw. And they are indeed going the draw, the draw is uh, three to one, so maybe you should stick your money on that, mate. Why not? But uh, in the other game, Iceland uh, thirteen to five to win, Croatia eleven to ten. Yeah, very tight that one. So plenty of drama. You can follow it, of course, at Mirror Football this evening. And but we look ahead to this afternoon's games because, well, I gotta say, Group C is quite fascinating as well. We know France are through; they are they're top of the group with six points, and then it comes down to Denmark. And Australia are vying for that second spot. So, could the Aussies celebrate today? I really hope so. They're my sweepstakes team. <laughs> well, I mean, it's been a miserable week, hasn't it, for uh, Australian sport after they were <laughs> unceremoniously... I really hope batted, they don't get whitewashed today. ...batted into submission by England in the cricket. But, no, I think, um, you know, they obviously... They, they can only go through with a win. And it's, it's a big opportunity for them. Um, I saw an Aussie front page yesterday begging the uh, the boss to pick Tim Cahill yeah. at 38 years old. I mean, if he's if he's the answer, as good of a career that, uh, that he's had, I'm not sure what the question is, but, you know, they, they, they're desperate for three points. And, um, you know, strange things have happened. I think Fran- France need just a point to top the group. So um, I think you'd, you'd expect them to do that. Uh, but then otherwise, you know, if, if Denmark if Denmark fail to get anything against France, then um, that could leave the door open for Australia. It could indeed. Uh, the bet bright bundle for Australia versus Peru is Peru to win, which would be nightmare for the Aussies, and Guerrero to score a header, 12-1. to 1. I think that um, France could rest a few players, but Denmark, they're not a bad side, are they? And I, I can't see them not going through in this group. Yeah, I think France will definitely rest players, but if you look at the depth of their squad... It's got a draw written all over, isn't it? It does. It does, I think you're right. I don't think, I don't think Denmark have particularly impressed, but I think they'll probably do enough in the end. Well, how about this for the uh, the Bet Bright, the, uh, Bet Bright bundle for this game? Ericsson and Pogba to both score from outside the box, 150 to 1. I, mean, I can't see it happening, but 150 no. to 1 is yeah, not... Yeah, that does seem quite long, doesn't it? <laughs> it I does, think it, yeah. if Pogba's picked... Then, uh, well, you know, that, maybe that's why Ericsson's definitely going to be on free kicks so yeah. you never know so okay let's, let's challenge you then fellas who are you picking to go through then from tonight who's going through to the last 16 let's start with group C France obviously they're through yeah I think I think Denmark will probably go through I, I think France will probably win the game but I think Australia Peru might be a draw yeah yeah France Denmark for me okay group D Croatia through who's joining them um, I'm going to back Argentina. I think I'm expecting something big from Messi tonight. I'm going to say Nigeria. Yes, just there like, it is. Just Come like on. tomorrow I can say it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, stranger things have happened, as we've already said today. Some fascinating games today. The sun is shining. So what better reason to follow all the action on Mirror Football on your mobile or your tablet or even on your laptop, on your desktop. Um, I've been joined by James Whalen and Martin Domin today. Thank you very much, chaps. Been a pleasure as always. Nice one. And I think I'm going to have a break tomorrow and get get a proper host in. (laughs) Aaron Flanagan returns. So have a great day. Enjoy the rest. And thank you for joining us for the Mirror Football Daily World Cup podcast in association with Betbright. Betbright.
Hi, it's Finn Dwyer from the Irish History Podcast, and this is a Staycast from Acast. Please, please, please follow the government's advice right now, which is currently to stay at home where possible. While you're staying at home, I would recommend another great show that's worth checking out. It's Unexplained by Richard McLean Smith. It's a beautifully produced and gripping show that looks at unusual and sometimes unnerving occurrences from the past and present. It's perfect escapism. Check out Unexplained on the Acast app or wherever you get podcasts.